Thanks for listening to Adopted Believers Podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Nelson, and today we're going to be seeing the call to action in Isaiah 6, 8 through 13. So today's readings are going to come from the ESV. So Isaiah 6, 8 through 13 reads, And I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send, and whom will go for us? Then I said, Here I am, send me. And he said, Go, and say to this people, Keep on hearing, but do not understand. Keep on seeing, but do not perceive. Make the heart of this people dull, and their ears heavy, and blind their eyes, lest they see with their eyes, and hear with their ears, and understand with their hearts, and turn and be healed. Then I said, How long, O Lord? And he said, Until cities lie waste without inhabitant, and houses without people, and the land is a desolate waste, and the Lord removes people far away, and the forsaken places are many in the midst of the land. And though a tenth remain in it, it will be burned again, like a terebinth or an oak, whose stump remains when it is felled. The holy seed is its stump. So, today we are going to see two things. One, the call, and two, the action. So, notice what God says. This call is not so much a command, so much as an open-ended question. So, believers aren't obligated to obey. They want to obey. So, I think it's a little funny here. Um, today... I'm going to be talking about free will and irresistible grace. Um, normally, we think of those as opposed to each other. You know, like, if it's irresistible grace, how can it be free will? However, I'm using both. So, um, either you'll think I'm inconsistent or you'll like me. I'm not sure which one it is. Hopefully, you'll like me. But, you know, this is just what I believe the passage communicates to us. So, We have some free will here, and we have irresistible grace. How do those work together? So first, we got to go back to the opening scenes of this setting, um, Isaiah's call. So first, we see Isaiah as a sinner who needs atonement. Why does he need, how do I know he needs atonement? Well, God atones for him. Um, God wouldn't have touched his mouth with a coal if he didn't need atonement. Um, So that's where I get that. Pretty simple. Um, so God atones for Isaiah's sins with the coal on his mouth. Um, God wasn't going to use someone, wasn't going to have someone in his presence who had that sin on him unatoned, so he atones for it. So then God calls, I say, Isaiah to serve. So this is where the free will and the irresistible grace come in. So an unbeliever would not take God up on his offer. And this is pretty obvious, especially after realizing the consequences and demands of the job, as we're going to see later. An unbeliever is not going to go, sure, I'll give my life to you. I'm going to give my life to something I won't believe in. I'm going to evangelize. I'm going to be hated just for the sake of it, just to be religious. That's not what an unbeliever does. No rational unbeliever would do that. Why would you sell your life away? Why would you make sacrifices for something that doesn't even give you joy? If you're an unbeliever, why would you do that? However, Isaiah is a believer. This gives him joy. 
he realizes who God is, so he takes God up on his offer, even though from a worldly perspective, this makes no sense. However, Isaiah, as a believer, cannot help but say yes. Why is that? I use my macaroni and cheese analogy a lot. Um, If you are offered macaroni and cheese or olives, you're going to pick macaroni and cheese because olives are disgusting. As believers, we realize that God is God. I don't think there's any better way to put it. God is God, so we're going to choose him over ourselves. And so... Going back to our macaroni and cheese analogy, I'm not going to choose the olives because mac and cheese is mac and cheese. It is good. That's what I'm choosing. And the same way, Isaiah isn't going to choose to serve himself with his life. He's going to choose God because God is God. That This why theology is so important. Because we need to know who God is. Why do we serve him? Because God is God. So what is God? That is why we should seek to learn theology, seek to learn to study God's word. Because when we realize the God we're serving, when we learn who he is, we want to serve him more. That's why Isaiah couldn't help but say yes. That's why his choice was yes and was always yes. So as believers, we must realize that we are the sowers in Jesus' parable of the four seeds. We, having accepted that call, seen who God is, and taken him up on his offer, we are the sowers. Um, if you aren't familiar with that parable, Jesus basically compares spreading the gospel to a sower who throws seeds on all types of terrains, on a road, on good soil, on bad soil, rocky soil, and that soil is the people who hear. Some are going to respond to the gospel in a positive way. Some are going to respond in a negative way. Some won't respond at all. Um, however, as believers, we're the sowers. God will give growth where he wants to give growth, and he won't give growth where he doesn't want to give growth. And as believers, we must simply do our job. So next, let's look at the action. So we must realize that spreading the gospel is not easy at all. When we look at the sower, he did he was one of four. So only 25% of the time did he actually get a response. And in practice, a lot of times we won't even get 25% of the people we evangelize to to become believers because we live in a fallen world. People who have not received regeneration from the Holy Spirit don't want to get saved. And no evangelization strategy we use is going to change that. Rather, what will change that is prayer, praying that the Holy Spirit would open their eyes because our job is simply to put the Son, the Jesus Christ, in front of their eyes. If the Holy Spirit opens their eyes, they will believe. So our job is to plant plant those seeds, um, planting those seeds, putting the Son in front of them. That is our job. Um, I've done this podcast for a while now, and I've given chapel messages. Not once has someone repented and believed on the spot, to the best of my knowledge. But that's okay, because I've done my job. I have sowed those seeds. I have made God's word known. I have shown you Jesus. I've done my job. And I don't say that to brag. Rather, I say that as an example. It's okay if you don't have someone weeping and repenting on the spot. 
those are good things. Like if that happens, great for you. Um, we think of the day of Pentecost. Thousands of believers or thousands of unbelievers came to be believers. And that's a good thing. However, that's not going to happen all the time. We have to be real. With Isaiah, it didn't happen at all. However, he was still faithful. He did his job. So, Isaiah's actions were even harder for him. Um, he had to deal with Israel who rejected his message all his ministry. And that's got to weigh him down. I mean, think about it. Constantly being told no isn't going to encourage him. It's not going to be like, woohoo, no responses for the past 20 years. I'm doing something right. You know, that's not the normal reaction. However, Isaiah is doing his job and he leaves Israel without excuse. God was likely punishing Judah for years of sin, so he refused to give them regeneration, thus not allowing them to accept Isaiah's call. And so verse 10 does sound harsh. However, it is completely just for God to do this. God gives Judah exactly what they want, eternity without him. So today, we must ask ourselves, are we being faithful in spreading the gospel regardless of the response, or are we being lazy and failing to do our job? Thanks for listening to another episode of Adopted Believers Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. Check us out at our website, adoptedbelievers.com, for episodes and other resources. And like us at Facebook at Adopted Believers.